Following program is paid for by the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Now back to more Tech 5 Radio. Brought to you by the generous support of the Allegheny County Airport Authority at flypittsburgh.com. Apogee IT Services at apogeeitservices.com. Compunetics at compunetics.com. Plus Consulting at plusconsulting.com. PNC Bank at pnc.com. PTC Corporate Coverage Group at pghtech.org. And SDLC Partners at sdlcpartners.com. Here are your hosts, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Audrey Russo and Jonathan Kirstein. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to Tech Vibe Radio. So glad you're listening with us tonight, Friday night, Audrey. We get the best guests, the coolest companies to stop by our show, talk about the great things happening in and around Pittsburgh. And we have one guy here with us from Nokomis, all the way in from Charleroi. So if people are listening, which they better be, and they are, Nokomis, if they want to look online while you're talking, and we are going to introduce Andrew Portune. Hi, Andrew. Hi. How are you? Doing well. How are you? So as we sort of explore the work that you've been doing and what you're up to, the website is... Nokomis Inc. Dot com. So it's Nokomis, N-O-K-O-M-I-S-I-N-C.com. Excellent. So Andrew, you're at Nokomis. What do you do each and every day? So I, uh, I play the role of Director of Research and Development for Cyberphysical Technologies. And what my role is, is to develop cutting-edge technologies to face um, some real hard problems that are out there. As you're well aware, cyber security and then getting into cyber physical security is one of the greatest challenges of the 21st century, and that's been recognized all the way up to uh, to the president, who's made many remarks on on the matter. So, what is cyber physical security? I'm glad you asked. A, a lot of people are familiar with what cyber security is. That's more uh, software based, but in order to trust that uh, an electronic device is doing what you expect it to do, you have to have more than just trust in the software. You have to have trust in the hardware itself. So essentially, that's looking to see if the electronic device is authentic. Is it working correctly? Has somebody, when it's been in somebody else's hands, have they put in a back door or otherwise tampered with the system? Uh, if you can't trust your hardware, you're not going to be able to trust your software or have really any reliability in uh, the application that you're going for. That's the foundation of, of many systems. That's is, right. Is the hardware. And that's so right. if there's a back door in there, you guys can detect that. That's correct. You can connect the back door in my iPhone. <laughs> so it's uh, funny that you bring up iPhones. iPhones are a technology that have had in previous generations uh, been affected by counterfeit devices. So tell us about that. So yeah, people are counterfeiting yeah. iPhones and people are using them as if like they're, these are safe to use, secure iPhones, but they're not? So counterfeiting has been yeah. a problem for really all of, uh, of human civilization. Um, and so it's not really a surprise that people are counterfeiting electronics. Right. Okay. Um, it's actually grown into be a, a billion-dollar industry uh, or more. A lot of the activity happens overseas. And as you know, a lot of our manufacturing of electronics happens overseas. So they take yeah. that uh, so they take We're that not IP. too smart, are we? Um, well, I mean, we're smart in many ways, uh, but one of the things that we've done as a country is we've uh, done a lot of recycling. And so we'll take our electronics and we'll ship them overseas. And what uh, the people that we've contracted to are supposed to do is take off the heavy metals from those electronics. Mm -hmm. But what they actually do is they pluck the chips off the board, 
uh, wash them off in the river, remark them as new, and then put them back into the supply chain. Oh, wow. That's so, crazy. And most of these people are just looking to uh, to make a buck. Right. And you have some other more sophisticated actors out there that are a little bit more malicious in their intent, but most of the counterfeits that are in the supply chain are, are aged or used parts that are being sold as new. And what that does is it strongly reduces the reliability for of anything sure. that's put in. Yeah, it's been washed in a river for crying out right. loud. So, 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 so Nokomis then has the ability to tell manufacturers uh, that, that maybe they're using used parts or, mm-hmm. or insecure parts yeah, so, or parts of dubious uh, origin. So if people are listening and they want to know how, why they would use you, what kinds of problems would they have or what kinds of things would they be worried about? Right. Well, I mean, increasingly these days, everything relies upon electronics. So anything that's working with anyone that's working with electronics at the piece part level needs to know that the parts they're putting into their device are what they say they are and are of high quality. Okay. Uh, This is especially true if you're talking about a high risk or high liability application. Most of the work that we do is actually working with uh, the government, who has been very proactive about addressing this. Okay. Um, You know, if your iPhone at the display chip goes bad, um, you know, in a week as opposed to 10 years, then it's uh, it's a little bit of a tragedy. You you go back to the store, it's some bigger uh, right, bigger warranty it issue. Right. Hanging, out, hanging out at, this, at the phone mm-hmm. place is awful on a weekend. No but if the control chip that's uh, um, essentially the brains of the safety control for a nuclear power plant happens to be counterfeit, that's Not so a good. problem. Yeah, a little, little bigger problem. Uh, right. So are most of your clients the government? These uh, currently, yes. Although we do work with other um, large companies as well that have okay. similar concerns. Right, right. But mostly it's the government, and mostly right now it's for defense applications. Since again, if you have a uh, counterfeit ships that would be getting into uh, ships or planes or missile defense wow. systems, then that could have a real impact um, beyond just the the cost. A huge cost impact. Uh, Any time that one of these things uh, gets all the way into uh, a weapon system, it, it costs just a huge amount to get it out. Uh, and even find the problem. But beyond that, it's just a degradation of our capabilities as a country uh, to defend ourselves. Just running our listeners, we were listening to Tech Vibe Radio, and we were talking to Andrew Portune of Nokomis. And this is, you guys are solving and, and, and doing some really important, quasi-scary things. You're things that you guys, most of us aren't thinking about. The fact, like the quality of chips behind something that could be in a fighter jet or in a tank or in a nuclear facility. Well, in an airplane. In an airplane right. or in your anything. car. Right. I mean, it's just, and mm-hmm. our lives are so controlled by these pieces mm-hmm. of hardware. And there's a company like yours out there that goes out and it can actually do forensics and, and actually detect if the chips are counterfeit or if they're not up to the, the right quality par. And you guys are in Charleroi, which is just so cool. I'm not thinking a company like this is going to be in a little town of Charleroi. So tell us a little bit about like you know, why you're in Charleroi, and this, we'll talk a bit more about what you know, Nokomis mm-hmm. does. So uh, we were uh, founded in 2002, and uh, the headquarters is in is in Charleroi. We also have some facilities in other locations. Okay. But uh, the uh, the founders of the company are actually from the Pittsburgh area, and so they have uh, a good, strong connection to the area. Uh, and when we looked at it, I mean, a lot of defense companies will kind of cluster around uh, Washington, D.C. or around other right. uh, locations where they have bases. But we wanted to stick around the, the Pittsburgh area. The uh, The cost for a large, unique facility is just a lot lower here than you get in Washington, D.C. And at the end of the day, what we're about is providing a unique capability for sure, um, as opposed to just being near somebody. One of many, right. And we're still within driving distance right. of uh, tons of different uh, bases, as well as, you know, it's a four-hour trip from here to uh, to Washington, so it hasn't really hampered us. And so, 
are you hiring people now? Oh yes, absolutely. If uh, if anyone's interested, they should definitely send well, us. Well, Jonathan's uh, interested. So yeah, what is, come how on. Does he meet the criteria? Does uh, he meet the criteria? You'd have to talk to our recruiters. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, what type of positions are you yeah, hiring like for? Kinds of these would be some really high-level engineering type right. positions, I assume. So um, most of what we do is we're looking at the uh, electromagnetic signatures uh, that come off of electronic uh, devices. So okay. people with a background in physics or a background in electrical engineering. I'm not or, your guy background in radio no, frequency or, or RF type mean, technologies. So being on the radio doesn't count yeah, doesn't as a count. core competency? <laughs> not uh, not <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't hurt I'm either. Trying, I'm trying to help him. She's trying to help me out here, man. Come on. So, uh, seriously, so this is some super high-level really talent that you're trying to recruit. Where did you go to school? What did you... You went to school at Rutgers. You told That's us right. that earlier. And what was your degree? My degree was in material science and engineering, and mm-hmm. I went after material science because it's... Uh, more information about fundamentally why the world is right. the way that it okay. is. So if you look at an electronic device, what's the difference between an aged chip and a new chip? Right. It's the degradation of the circuitry. And how that manifests in the kind of phenomenology mm-hmm. that we look at is why our technology has been so That's successful. That's cool. Very so have cool. you been working yeah. there ever since you got out of school? Uh, no, I actually did a, some postdoctoral research at um, uh, the Army Research Laboratory in Aberdeen Proving Grounds in Maryland. Uh, and after that, I came out here to, uh, to Nokomis. Very cool. That's really great. Mm-hmm. So you get to have a lot of fun every day when you come to work. That's I mean, right. You get to yes. uh, you get to like I mean, for lack of a term, nerd out on really cool, <laughs> fun stuff. Yes, and you know we've got a, a pretty uh, pretty good lab set up. Um, get to really dive into the data for sure. Uh, and uh, we also manufacture our own systems over there in Charleroi as well. Ooh. So okay. um, we have that manufacturing wing. Tell us facility. a little bit about that, as far as like the different types of systems that you manufacture there. Sure. So, I mean, our, the core system that we make is actually an ultra-sensitive uh, RF receiver. Okay. So, um, we are able to achieve um, close to the theoretical limit for sensitivity in terms of the RF wow. energy that's coming in. Okay. Uh, all electronic devices produce electromagnetic energy when you turn them on. Just the current flow through the chip mm-hmm. will cause uh, electromagnetic waves to come out, but they're right. extremely low power. There's a lot of regulations out there to control just how strong that power can okay. be. So that, you know, your devices don't interfere with my devices. Right, exactly. Example. Right, right, right. Um, but if you have an ultra-sensitive receiver like the one that we've developed and mm-hmm. what we manufacture in Charleroi, you're able to pick up a lot of information content and able to look at uh, sig- uh, signals that are essentially like a fingerprint. Exactly. Um, the wave that comes off of uh, one device, like a, a phone, will be very different than what's going to come off of a different device. Are they different from like phone to phone and tablet that's, to tablet? That's right. As far as this, are, are all Apple signals pretty much the same? Are they different from an Android signal? Or It's uh, going to be based upon the, the chips that are running in them okay. and exactly uh, what processing they're running at a time. But you can kind of see how this leads into being able to detect counterfeits. I was going to bring that right up. So I want to mm-hmm. talk about that because obviously mm-hmm. if someone's right. trying to pass something off, it's not going to have that right signal, right. right? It's going to be a different circuitry, so it'll be a different signature. And that's essentially what we're doing at the end of the day is matching a signature from mm-hmm. uh, something that you don't have confidence in because you haven't tested it yet okay. with something that you know to be good. So hopefully these capabilities will be in the hands of everyday business people at some point. Yes, that's what right. we're hoping. Um, so we've gone through a, a lot of feasibility studies at this point in right. time. Uh, over the past year, we've actually had the opportunity to test uh, parts at, at government facilities as well as look at parts from certain uh, private companies. And the system has done very well compared to what the conventional technologies are that, that tend to look at this stuff. Uh, so we, are, we're, we feel like we're in a very promising position to really uh, have broad adoption by the community. 
Um, we're also working with certain standard bodies to get right. this particular uh, yeah, approach. Embedded into their mm-hmm. processes. Right, right, right. Yes. So uh, SAE International is the uh, right. organization mm-hmm. that makes standards around this. And um, our uh, our methodology, and it's not specific to our technology because that's not how the, the standard works, but the there is a methodology being written around radiated electromagnetic emissions, which... Uh, which we're, we're very involved with. Very cool. We've so, got about a minute born, left. Born and yeah. raised in Pittsburgh? Born and raised in Jersey, actually. Okay. In Jersey. What do you think of Pittsburgh? Uh, I, I really love it here. I mean, Good. just the, topogra- the topography, it's so beautiful in the area, the, the rivers. It's a great place to raise a family, which very is cool. one of the reasons why I came out here for a job. We're Excellent. glad you're here. We need more Thank folks you. like you doing what you're doing. So, Nokomis Inc., I-N-C. That's correct. Dot com. That's right. You can learn all about what you guys are up to there. Really amazing stuff all the way out there. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it, Andrew. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate you having me. Thanks. Audrey, we're taking a quick break. We are coming right back. We always do with more Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Rousseau. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. 